devil because sickness is not a blessing from God. I said, you just keep harassing me and I am going to preach on healing every single time I get the opportunity. And I am going to beat you over the head with this. <laughs> that's the only way, that, that's the only type of uh, language the devil understands. Let me tell you that right now. Is the bold frontal attack. <laughs> Amen. And so this morning, I'm going to preach to you or teach you concerning the subject of divine healing. Praise God. Something, everybody say this. Say this after me. Say, it belongs to us. How many know that in the natural, something that belongs to you, you'll fight for? Amen. Isn't that true? I mean, if, if, if you have a possession and somebody tries to come and get it, you don't just lay down and say, oh, sure, come on, you know, I can get another one. <laughs> you say, uh, oh, that's mine. And what belongs to me, you can't have. And the healing and health, actually health, belongs to you. Amen. You have a right to be healed. You have a right to be well. But you've got to understand something, that just because you have that right, that doesn't mean the devil will leave you alone. In the Old Testament, <clears throat> the children of Israel, God had promised them the Canaan land, and they went in and possessed it. But from time to time, enemy armies would come in and try to drive them out of their possessions. One case in point is 1 Chronicles 20, when Jehoshaphat, the godly king, was attacked by five enemy armies. And the Bible says, see, they came in and they were going to, these enemies were going to try and drive them out of their possession. And that's just like, I'll tell you, look at the Old Testament, the enemies of Israel, like the Philistines and so on, that's exactly how the devil acts. And he'll come and he'll seek subtly to try and drive you out of your possession. And see what happens is a lot of times, you know, you get some little thing, you know, you think, well, it'll pass. I mean, you know what I mean? Usually it does, and then you get another little thing, and another little thing. <laughs> and, then, and then you start relying more on, you know, medicine, and there's nothing wrong with medicine, don't misunderstand me, but you rely more on that than you do on God. Until finally, I mean, sickness is your constant companion. I mean, you know what I mean? And uh, so that's why you have to learn to rise up and be bold about your faith. The devil doesn't understand any kind of faith that's kind of wishy-washy and, well, you know, he don't understand that. Well, I just don't like, you know, that, that, the devil does not respond to that. He responds to the bold stuff. Amen? <clears throat> and so you have to be bold about what you believe in the presence of the enemy. And if you're not, then he'll just run you over. But how many know this, that before you can be bold, you've got to know what belongs to you? I mean, I wouldn't go out there and stand in front of your car when you come out and say, this is mine. <laughs> You'd say, you're crazy. <laughs> Get away from my car, crazy man, because if you don't, I'm going to call the police. Isn't that true? Because you'd say, that's my car. Well, it's something that belongs to me. I'm bold about it, see? And so, first of all, you've got to know that it belongs to you. Now, I mean, you know, some people act like healing is one of these things that Maybe the Bible mentions once or twice. There's actually over a hundred verses in the Bible on healing. Amen. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible said in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Well, if you have a hundred, that beats two or three, doesn't it? I mean, if you had just one verse in the Bible that said, it's God's will to heal, or I am the Lord that healeth thee, 
you'd actually be on a little shaky ground. But if you got a hundred, I mean a hundred, that's a lot of verses. A hundred verses on one thing, actually there's over a hundred, on one subject, that, that really gives you a solid foundation for faith. Amen? And so every one of us have a right to be well. Every person does. Everyone does. Every person, not only to get healed, but I mean live healed. How many like to live healed? Well, I'm going to show you this morning how to live healed. Now, somebody says, well, healing, I mean, that's a subject that we all know and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> you know, I, I heard this preacher say one time, he said, I go, to, I go to Word of Faith, full gospel churches. He, he, and he's ministering healing. And he says, when I give the altar call for healing, he says, 90% of the church comes forward. 90%. And the other 10% are too, no, I'm just kidding, I don't know. <laughs> Too embarrassed to. Not, that, that, that shouldn't be like that. How many know that's true? We need to start using our faith on the things that harass us. Amen? Your faith will work on physical sickness. Your faith will heal you. Remember what Jesus said to the woman with the issue of blood? When, when, when she was healed, Jesus turned to her and said, my great power has healed you. Is that what, she, is that what he said? No, he looked at that woman and said, Daughter, thy faith has made you well. As soon as I read that, you know what I always say? If her faith made her well, my faith can make me well. Amen? Amen. Say that. My faith, my faith can, make me well. can make me well. Your faith will make you well. But you have to be bold. And the only way you can be bold is if you know what the Scriptures teach. Now, Exodus, are you all there yet? If you haven't found it now, forget it. <laughs> Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26. And let's just read the last line because <clears throat> we're going to look at a lot of scriptures today. The Lord says, For I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Another translation of that says, For I am the Lord thy physician. Another translation says, I am Jehovah, I, Jehovah, am thy physician. God is the greatest physician on earth. Or, well, he is on earth. He is the greatest physician there is, God is. Amen. Now turn over here to Proverbs chapter 4. And look at verse 20. <clears throat> My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear, thine ear, unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Verse 22. For they, now what, what is the they there? Everybody say it real loud. Words. words. Now whose words? Everybody say God's words. God's words. That's, who he's, that's what he's talking about. God's words. For they, God's words are life unto those that find them and God's words everybody say God's words. God's words this is easier say scripture that's easier scripture scripture are health to all your flesh or their flesh now in the margin of my Bible that word health is translated medicine medicine everybody say medicine, medicine. now pay attention you guys are looks like you're all wandering around in your minds. 
Amen. This is going to help you this morning. I guarantee you. Medicine. Forgive, forgive my voice. <laughs> medicine. God's Word is medicine to half of our flesh. Just a few of the things that we need to get by. <laughs> Just a couple things that kind of hinder us and torment us when we need a change. Our, just our skin covers our skin. <laughs> oh! Everybody say, oh. I can't hear. Oh, our flesh. Doesn't matter what unhealthy flesh that you have. What if you got skin cancer? What do you think is greater, God's medicine or skin cancer? You think the great physicians got it figured out how to heal skin cancer? Notice what he said, all flesh. It doesn't matter what type of unhealthy flesh you might have. God's medicine, amen, is health or, or healing to all your flesh. Now, if you put these two verses together, what you see here is God is the great physician, and the medicine that he prescribes is his word. How many can see that? I am thy physician. Proverbs 4 says that the medicine that the great physician prescribes is his word. Amen. You know, can you imagine you go visit God? <laughs> and God says, oh yeah, you've got a serious case here. Serious in the world stands. How I many know there ain't no serious cases to God? Are you kidding me? There's nothing serious to God. Amen. He says, well, the world would say you have a serious case here. So we're going to have to have some good medicine. So this is what you do is you take, and he starts giving you scriptures. He says, now take these continually every day. See? Isn't it funny how, and, and we believe in doctors. I mean, we, we have a doctor who comes to church here. We love the doctor, and he's our doctor, and we love him. He's a spirit-filled man, and we praise God for him. In fact, he just sang. <laughs> and we believe in doctors, and, and we thank God for medicine. If you need to go, you got to go. How I many know oh, that's true? But there's just another way. There's a higher way, and he'd say that too. The doc would say that. And in fact, when we brought our kids, he's prayed for our kids when we brought them in there. I mean, how'd you like to go to a doctor? That they praise for your kids. <laughs> it's a good doctor to have, isn't it? But there's a, there's a higher way, and that's God's way. And it's God's way of healing spiritual. Amen. And so God looks at your case, and he says... Here's what I prescribe. Heavy doses <laughs> of my word. That's what I prescribe for your situation. Now, isn't it interesting that most Christians, they'll go to the doctor. That's what I was going to say. And the doctor will say, okay, this situation, we got some medicine, they'll fix this. And he'll write out the prescription. He'll, he'll have you go get it. And most Christians will follow the directions to the letter. And even when the medicine's all gone, they'll go get a refill, follow it to the letter, Total faith, confidence in that medicine, but then they don't have any confidence in God's medicine. How many know we ought to have confidence in God's medicine? Amen. Amen. Now here is, here is one of the greatest points I'll make this morning. One of the greatest points. This is it. Ready? Because this is where most, Christian, most Christians miss it. Most Christians substitute a belief in healing for the actual taking of God's medicine, His Word. Listen to that. Most Christians substitute 
a belief in healing for the actual taking of God's medicine, His Word. It'd be, it'd be the same as if I went to the doctor, the doctor, I had a disease, the doctor says, you've got to take some medicine, here's the medicine, this medicine will heal your disease. And so I brought, went and got that medicine, brought that medicine home, and held that medicine up and said, I believe that this medicine will heal me. And then I went to my neighbor's house, said, I believe, now the doctor prescribed this, I believe this medicine will heal me. And then I went all around the neighborhood going, I believe this medicine will heal me. How many know that I can go around and say that all I want? How many know that medicine ain't going to heal me? Well, you say, why not? Because I didn't take any of it. See, the medicine doesn't work just because you believe it works. I believe, I believe in healing. That don't heal you. Do you hear what I said? See, that's where most Christians miss it, right there. They think that because they believe in the doctrine of healing, they'll get healed, and they won't. Just like you, you can believe in medicine, but if you don't take medicine, medicine will not heal you. Say, will not heal me. It will not heal you unless you take it. How many can see that? And that's what most Christians do. They think that, you know, you know I preach on healing. I got a healing verses. I got all the healing verses written out. I got them marked in my Bible. That won't heal me. I've been healed many times of many things, serious things. One time, a growth appeared on my body. I mean, a gray growth under the skin. To me, it looked like cancer. And uh, I cursed the dumb thing. Actually, we were living here. It was about five, six years ago. I, my wife and I showed it to my wife. My wife and I, we cursed it. You say, did it dry up? Not right away. I just kept cursing it. I said, I curse you in the name of Jesus. I curse you, you dumb growth. Command you to dry up, wither, and die. I did it for a month before there was any noticeable change in that growth. For a month I did that. I curse you, you dumb thing. I did it boldly. <laughs> my wife remembers this. Isn't this true, Trish? I'm not making this up. I cursed this dumb thing. I haven't told anybody about that much. And then it started to get smaller. I noticed that it got smaller. And I kept cursing it and cursing it until finally it was kind of a flat little thing. And I just kept cursing the dumb thing and thanking God that it was gone and finally completely dissipating, completely gone. No trace of it whatsoever. Now, I don't know. In my opinion, that's supernatural. Of course, I don't know that much about medicine. But would you say that's supernatural, Doc? <laughs> Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> Amen. You know, somebody might say, well, maybe it slipped away. No, I saw it go down. It got smaller and smaller until finally it disappeared. Amen. God's medicine is his word. Amen. I remember one time I was, uh, I've been healed many times. I, uh, I was playing football. And not, not professionally or anything, but just us guys. You know, us guys trying to act like kids. You know, we were out playing football several, many years ago, 10 years ago probably. And, uh, and some guy, you know, blocked me funny. And, and my knee, I mean, just ripped my left knee totally apart. I mean, totally. When I stood up, now listen to this. When I stood up, my foot fell inward. I reached down, grabbed it, and pushed it back into place. 
I had to tie two sticks and put, put a stick on each side of my leg and tie ace bandages around it to keep it straight. Because as soon as it went free, it just fell. I mean, the, the, the whatever in the knee was totally ripped apart. And, and, uh, and so they carried, oh, I, went to the, I went to the hospital, had a, somebody that we knew that worked in the hospital, and uh, they x-rayed it. And I don't know exactly all about x-rays or anything, but the, but the doctor looked at the x-ray and he said, he said, well, this, you, you're going to need an operation or it'll never get better. And so I, uh, so I went home. They took me home. And uh, my dad, he had had somebody at work that had had something wrong with their knee, and they had it operate on, and it got better and everything. So he said to me, he said, listen, he said, whatever. See, I just started the ministry and didn't have, you know, no insurance and was making about $50 a week. And he said to me, he said, whatever it costs, this is key to, to what happened to me. Whatever it costs to get it fixed, I'll pay for it. We'll get it fixed up. And I said, well, okay. Because I'm going to believe God. See, this is what I got on my mind. And so I, uh, I, I was laying there in bed. I, I laid in bed actually a week, and I just studied the scriptures. And I'd read healing verses over and over again. And uh, verses on prayer that promised me answers to prayer. And I'm just reading through there, you know, I'm just reading them, getting blessed. And uh, I came to a verse, and let me show you this verse. Turn over here to Matthew. I came to a verse in Matthew chapter 7. Amen. And look at verse, well, of course, this is on prayer. Verse 7 says, ask, it shall be given, seek, you'll find, knock, it shall be opened. Everyone that asketh, <coughs> receiveth. He that seeketh, find. Him that knocketh, it shall be opened. What man is there of you whom if his son shall ask bread, will give him a stone, ask fish, will he give him a serpent? Now look at verse 11. If ye then, being evil, now he's talking about fathers. Now actually, that's kind of hard on the fathers. Actually, they're not evil, but carnal is the better word. Or natural. They have, how many know that father's love is natural love? God's love is divine love. How many believe that divine love is higher? If you then, being evil or carnal, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more? Everybody say, how much more? How much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to those that ask? Amen. How many know that an earthly father's got enough sense to figure out what's good for his kid? How many know that an earthly father likes to give good things to his kid? How much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good? How much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good? So I'm, I read that verse, and all of a sudden it hit me. Now, it's been about four or five days since this happened. All of a sudden it hit me. I remember what my dad said to me when I came home. He said, whatever it costs, I'll pay for it. We'll get it fixed up. And I thought, here my dad's willing to pay, it probably cost thousands, I don't know what it would cost, of dollars to get my knee fixed. And all of a sudden it hit me, how much more? If he's willing to see it fixed, how much more? And I don't know, when I was sitting there in that bed, I mean lights just came on everywhere. And I said, glory be to God. 
And so I pushed, I took the ace bandage off, the sticks, pushed myself over on, on the side of the bed, and I got up. It still hurt, but it stayed in place. And I said, thank God. I began to hobble around the room, thank God. Been loud, I said, thank God I'm healed. I'm healed according to the word of God. Said it loud and bold. Thank God, according to the word of God, my heavenly Father. How much more? How much more? See? And I hobbled around. And, uh, and then it took actually about three or four days for, for it actually to straighten out completely. Amen. It's never, that one's never, I actually hurt the other one. <laughs> but that one's never given me any trouble. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, that was, that was actually just faith, acting in faith on the Word of God. Now, I know there are, there are times that God will heal people just supernaturally. I mean, they don't even try to get healed. They're not even thinking about getting healed. Sometimes people, it's obviously they don't have any faith, especially if they're young in the Lord. I, I remember my, uh, my brother, his wife, you know, they got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost a couple years ago, was it, Mom? Something like that. And, and she had a thyroid problem. Isn't that what it was? Thyroid? And, uh, and she was missing work. And I don't know what a thyroid is, and I don't know what it does, but it, it would goofed her all up. She was missing work nine months ago. And, uh, and so my, Kenneth Hagin came to Minneapolis. And so my brother goes, all right, <laughs> Kenneth Hagin's coming to Minneapolis. And I don't know what he said. He says he heals people or whatever, or God uses him in healing. You're going to go and get healed. She said, okay. <laughs> now get this. So they go to the meeting. Now this is not faith. This is what we're talking about here. This is just gifts of healing in operation. Actually, what I just talked to you about in my case was faith, exercising faith. And so they just went to the healing meeting. And when he gave the altar call for healing, she just walked up there, got in line. He prayed for her. She got healed. Never missed another day of work, completely healed. My brother went to the job and told all of his, I think all of them, a lot of them, God healed my wife last night. <laughs> oh, and then the one guy said, oh, you're into that, huh? Isn't that kind of weird? <laughs> Amen. That's gifts of healing. Praise God. You know, I believe this with all my heart, that as we come to the close of this age, there will be an avalanche of the supernatural just a flood of the supernatural, healing power of God in operation. I mean, people will just get healed all over the place. But you know what? I don't believe that will happen so much to the believers because I don't believe God put healing power in the church. I'm talking about gifts of healing for the church to heal itself. The church has a covenant with God that God wants the church to believe him for healing. God wants the church to act on the covenant of God. And as we act on the covenant of God, heal, I mean, healing is going to come about in our life. And not only healing, but health. Amen. Health. God wants us to be healthy. Isn't that true? Hallelujah. Amen. So God's word, going back here to Proverbs 4, God's word is his medicine. Now, there are similarities between... God's medicine and natural medicine. The first similarity is that medicine it has within it the ability 
to produce healing in your body. Amen. You see, as you take medicine, that medicine, now how many know that medicine, if you took one dose of medicine, normally you don't go, woo, heal, you know. How many know that you've got to take it for a while? And what happens is, is that medicine begins to build up a resistance or, a, or immunity or something to that sickness, and finally it overcomes that sickness. You see, God's medicine works that way too. As you take God's medicine, God's medicine begins to build up a resistance to sickness and disease. See, the, the thing with us is we want instant cures. I'll give you five minutes, God, because my favorite TV program's on. The thing we like about natural medicine, we can take it and then we can sit and watch TV. Amen. We can sit and watch violence, sex, and death. Amen? But God's medicine, you see, you gotta have, it's got to have your attention for it to work. And so really what it comes down to is just how serious are you about being healed? Isn't that true? But I want you to know this, that God's medicine has within it the ability to heal you. It contains healing power. Let me show you a couple of verses. Turn over here to Psalms 107. Psalms 107 and verse 19. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. Now let me say this to you. You won't be healed because you're a good person. You will not be healed because you're a preacher. You will not be healed because you work for the Lord. You will not be healed because you give tithes. The only way that you'll be healed is if you take God's medicine. And everybody, I mean, you know, like me, I got to take God's medicine. I get to. <laughs> Amen. I'd like to, I wish it was this way. I wish it was just because I'm a preacher and I've got this tape, Healing Verses, that it automatically worked. That's what I wish. You know what I mean? I wish I could just say, well, God, now listen, let me tell you all my credits. And then God would go, you know. <laughs> Take the medicine or pound rocks, you know, you know, basically. Take the medicine or just let the devil beat your brains in. It's just, it's up to you, whatever you want to do. How many know what I mean? Hallelujah. So you got to take your medicine. Psalms 107, verse 19 says, Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, <clears throat> and he saveth them out of their distresses. Now, if you stop right there, actually, you, you just don't really know exactly how he does it or in what method he uses, but if you read on, you see exactly the method that God uses to save them out of their trouble. What method does God use? Verse 20, He sent his word and healed them. Actually, uh, Fenton's translation says he sent his word and it healed them. What healed them? His word. He sent his word and it, the word, healed them and delivered them from their destructions. What healed them and what delivered them from their destructions? The word. That must mean the word of God has within it the ability to produce what it says. If people just understand that. I mean, a lot of people, you know, they'll say to me, well, I knew this, this, this is the biggest thing that hinders people, is they'll say, I knew this wonderful Christian. As soon as they say that, just say, don't tell me. I know what you're going to say. See? 
I knew this wonderful Christian. And this wonderful Christian died of, and they believed like you. Well, they might have believed in healing. But did they take God's medicine? That's what I want to know. Did they take God's medicine? Or did they just think because they believe in healing that they'll get healed? Most people think because they believe in it, they'll get healed. They won't. How many know that's true? <clears throat> my grandmother, my mom's mom, she is an old-time Pentecostal. I got my mom here now. I can, I, can, I can prove this. Isn't that right, Mom? She was filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke in tongues, 1927, Powers Lake, North Dakota. Isn't that right? I, said, I don't have to ask her. I read that in the Bible, her Bible. And 1927, filled with the Holy Ghost. And she believed, I mean, she was strong in some areas, in faith, in prayer. She's strong, strong woman. And she built, helped build some churches, or one church I know of. I better not exaggerate here. I've been trying not to. One church I know of. No, I guess it was two, actually. Two that I know of. And... Uh, <clears throat> But you know, my, grand and my grandmother was the most generous woman that you'll ever meet on this earth. She didn't have anything, but she would give you everything that she had. Isn't that right? I mean, when we were little kids, you know, we'd love to go to grandma's house because, you know, because she always gave us money. You know, to a little kid, you get a quarter back in 1959 or 1960, a quarter. Man, I thought I'd just... My rich uncle died and left me the, the mother load. You know, I'd go down to the candy store. A quarter, back in that day, I mean, you could buy a, a Tootsie Roll Pop for a, a penny. What are they now, a dime or something? I mean, I could buy 25 Tootsie Roll Pops. <laughs> Somebody goes, yeah, it looks like you ate them all, too. <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> Amen. And my, you know, my grandmother was, you know, just a tremendous woman of faith. But my, nobody ever told my grandmother that you could prosper or that you could be blessed financially and that it was God's will for you to have an abundance. And that's why she struggled really financially. I mean, she got by and she, she made it, but she never had an abundance. Because what will happen is what you don't know, the devil will take advantage of you. How many know that's true? Whatever you don't know, whatever you're not up on, you're down on, whatever you're down on, the devil will take advantage of you. Amen. That's why you can find wonderful Christians. I mean, women and men of God, I mean, tremendous men of God. And they might have a general belief in some area. They might say, well, yeah, we believe in healing. But if they never take God's medicine... They'll live and die. They could die of some sickness. Well, you know, the Bible says to follow the example of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So I'm going to pick me out somebody that lived here on this earth in health, and then just when it came time to go home, they just fell asleep in Jesus and took off. I'm going to say, that guy knows something about health and healing. I'll follow his example there. Isn't that true? Amen. So he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Hallelujah. 
Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. So what, what, is, what am I saying here? His word is what healed them. God's word will heal you. Amen. Just like natural medicine will heal you, God's word will heal you. Now let me show you another verse here. Turn over here to Isaiah. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 55. In verse 11 it says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. Amen. That means void means without results. But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Hallelujah. So in other words, will you put up with them? And then God said, if you'll curse them things, like Jesus cursed the fig tree, they will die and wither up. And then he went, shoof, and he was standing in his den. And he goes, Zonia, there's a daughter's name, Zonia, come here. <laughs> so he goes over in the other room, and there's his daughter sitting with her boyfriend, and they're making googie eyes at each other. Can you imagine your dad comes in, looks like a raving maniac? <clears throat> well, you know, if you just came from heaven and God said, how long are you going to put up with them? <laughs> You've been praying for five years. How many know you'd be pretty wild? He comes in, she comes, he comes in the room, and they're sitting there, you know, on the couch, looking at each other, you know. You know how goofy they can get. And he looks at the boyfriend and says, I'm going to curse these gross on Zonia's body. Will you agree? And he says, anything, Mr. Hayes. <laughs> and she's all embarrassed because, you know, her boyfriend's there and her wild dad comes out of the den going, ah. So he says, I curse these gross. I command every one of them to dry up and die in Jesus' name. I command them all to die. And you say, well, did they die? Forty days he did that. See, most of us, we'd probably do it maybe five days. That's if we were at the peak of persistence. <laughs> Normally, if we lasted half a day, we'd be doing good. Isn't that true? In fact, it got so bad that the, the daughter finally said to her dad, Dad, I'm really concerned about you, really in a smart aleck way. I hear you walking all around the house going, I thank you, Jesus, for taking those gross off my daughter's body. And then you go, I curse them dumb things in Jesus. And I command her to drive and die. And she goes, I think, and she, then she'd hold them out to her dad. See, dad? See? Because she wanted to have him go cut off. Well, actually, he had him cut off once, and they all came back. She wanted to have him cut off again. See, dad? There they are. She'd hold them up in front of her dad. See? See? I think you're losing, I think you're losing a grip on reality. And he'd look at him and go, I curse them dumb girls in Jesus. <laughs> I command them to dry up and die. He did that for 40 days. And she's in her bedroom one day sorting her clothes, sorting all her dresses out. She's putting the summer dresses over here, the winter dresses over here. She picks up one dress and sets it over there, and her hands are in clear view, and there's all her gross. She picks up another dress, sets it over here, and she looks down. They're all gone. She goes, Ah! <laughs> 
she starts screaming. Ah! He comes running. What's wrong with you? Ah! <laughs> he goes, I told you. <laughs> Amen. How many know that we put up with things? We put up with them. How, how many know that's true? You know, we even come to the full gospel church and listen to me preach. Amen. And we, say, and we say, amen, brother, praise God, hallelujah. And then we got things that we just put up with. Because we'd have to quit watching TV to do something about it. Amen. Amen. That's good preaching, really. Let me give you one last verse in conclusion. Uh, turn back here to, uh, well... Let's just conclude. I have to give you this in conclusion. Go back to Proverbs 4, and let's just look at this, what he says here, and then we'll quit. Another thing about God's medicine, if you're taking notes, write this down. The first point should have been that God's medicine has within it, God's Word has within it, ability to heal you. So if you come to me and say, well, it ain't working, I'll say, have you been taking your medicine? And you say, yes. I'll say, let me hear it. Let me hear it. Amen? Let me hear it. I want to hear it. Well, somewhere. <laughs> so that's the first thing. The second thing is that medicine will work on everybody regardless of who they are, irrespective of persons. Thirdly, medicine must be taken according to the directions for it to work. How many know that's true? If Doc over here subscribed medicine and said, take this three times a day, seven days a week, and you took it once a day, every other day, it might eventually work, maybe, but it, pro it might not. Isn't that true? It must be taken according to the directions. The last thing is that it takes time for medicine to work. It takes time for medicine to build up a resistance to that sickness. It takes time for the Word of God in you to build up and to release its healing power in your life. Now here are the directions for taking God's medicine. Look at verse 20. We'll conclude with this. My son, <clears throat> attend to my words. The word attend means give it first place. You ever heard the expression attend to business? What does that mean? That means... I'm sorry, I'd love to, but I've got to attend to business. What does that mean? That means you've got to concentrate on the business. Isn't that true? I mean, you women know that if you've ever been talking to somebody on the phone and, and all of a sudden you hear the kids, kids have different cries. <laughs> that means nothing. <laughs> that means nothing. <laughs> I have something I have to attend to. Click. <laughs> How many know what I mean? See, especially if you hear a, you know, a, one of these. Ah! Or a couple of them. You know, then you go, and you hear this. Ah! You go, I, I, I got to go. <laughs> How many have ever done that to somebody? I've done that, see. That's an example of attend. I'd love to come, but, but I have to attend. See, attend to what? My words. See, most people... The reason they're not healed is because they never get serious about it. 
They're out there blabbing to everybody. Blab, 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 blab. They might even be out there blabbing to everybody, telling them that they're healed. When actually what they should be doing is attending to the word. Blabbing to everybody isn't what's going to heal you. The word will heal you. Tend to the word, number one. Number two, incline thy ear unto my sayings. It's all kinds of voices. I just read a book the other day by somebody who said, actually it was a book about something else, but then they brought this in, sneakatively. I, I know I just made up a word. <clears throat> they said, and even that healing business. I knew, I, they always know somebody. You know, you like that? Well, I know somebody that tried it and it worked. So, bleh. <laughs> they always know somebody that tried and it didn't. I always know somebody that tried and did. Amen. I don't know why it didn't work for them. But I'm going to get it to work for me. Amen. <clears throat> so incline thy ear unto what God's saying. What's God saying? Amen. I am the Lord that healeth thee. That's what God's saying. Get every verse in the scripture on healing. See, a lot of times I hate, I hate to have to do that because it's almost like it, it humbles me or something because I, I put out healing verses. <laughs> I've got to listen to the thing. You know, amen, brother. <laughs> then at the end, I've got to confess. Thank God, you know. Healing is working in me now. Praise God. How, how many, I, I've had a few people tell me that just by listening to that tape, they got healed. Marley told me that. Isn't that right, Marley? Yeah, I know you weren't. <laughs> you told me that healing verses healed you one time. Okay, no, no advertisement. <laughs> Amen. But didn't it? Within hours. The medicine works, praise God. Amen. <laughs> I embarrassed Marley. Look at verse 21. Let them, what are them now? My words not depart from before thy eyes. Now what does that mean? Does that mean you walk around like this? No, but how many know that words paint a picture on the inside of you? See, a lot of you have lived with a sickness so long that you just kind of, you see yourself with a limp. But how many know that if you, if you got the word of God in you, you know what happened? It'd paint a different picture on the inside of you. You'd see yourself walking straight, tall, Amen? You see yourself well. You can't look at God's word and not see yourself well. I see myself well, hallelujah. I see myself standing strong and tall. Hallelujah! You can do that with your kids. You can say, thank God I see these kids. I see this one. He's an apostle. This one's a prophet. And this one's an evangelist. Glory be to God. I see them so fired up about God they can't even stand it. You say, well, where'd you get that? Out of the Bible? That's in the Bible. Not, not, not that they'll be apostles, but, but that they'll be on fire for God. That's in, the, that's in the Bible. Amen. See yourself. See that. See, how many know that words paint pictures? I mean, if I said to you, the doctor said to you, you have cancer. I mean, that man, that, that about devastates you. Well, here he says, attend to my words. What, is, what is, comes out of God's mouth? Heal! <laughs> well! Well with thee! Long on the earth! Can you see that? And all of a sudden you'll start getting the inner image of well with thee, long on the earth. Amen. You hold that in front of your eyes. Amen. 
And then the last thing he says, keep them in the midst of thy heart. You see, it's as you do these first three things that the Word of God gets into your heart. And when it gets into your heart, there'll come an explosion of power. <clears throat> Amen. There'll come an explosion of power, of healing power. Amen. Because the Holy Ghost is in there, <clears throat> and what He performs is God's Word. How many know that's true? Hallelujah. How many glad you came to church this morning? Amen. Better tell your face because your face isn't. Say face, say this, face. face. We, are we are glad. They said, they said to, us, to us, let us go, let us go unto the house, of God. the house of God. Amen. Let's all stand up. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands and let's just thank God that He's the healer this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, that you are our healer. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, that you are the healer. Hallelujah. You are the healer of our bodies. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, that you are the healer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, that health, our health, is springing forth speedily. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! That our help is springing forth speedily. <coughs> Hallelujah! 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 Praise God! Hallelujah! Praise God! Hallelujah! 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 <coughs> Praise God! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Praise God! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! Well, the Lord is good, isn't He? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, there's going to come a wave of healing. There's going to come a wave of miracles. Hallelujah. We are going to be the trees planted by the rivers of living water. We're going to bear our leaves. And the leaves are going to be for the healing of the nations. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Let's just, <clears throat> let's just thank God right now. Let's thank God in advance for the healing wave. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the healing wave. Thank you, God, for pouring out the healing wave. Hallelujah. Thank you for signs and wonders. <clears throat> thank you for healings. Hallelujah. That will accompany your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for healing that will accompany your word. Hallelujah. Thank you for the power that's manifested. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Thank you for healing. Hallelujah. Healing power. Healing power. Healing power. Hallelujah. Healing power. Healing power. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Healing power. Hallelujah. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for healing power. Hallelujah. Healing power. Healing power. Hallelujah. Healing power. Hallelujah. Healing power. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Now, if anybody here this morning 
Is there anybody, let me ask you this, is there anybody here this morning that you're sick in your body and you'd like me to pray for you? Would you slip your hand up? Anybody at all? Nobody? Okay, sister, come on down here. Anybody else? You're sick in your body. You've got pain. You've got stomach problem. You've got legs or back. You've got back trouble. Anybody got back trouble here? Come on down here. Praise God. Jesus is the healer. Amen. How many know that's true? Praise God. <clears throat> Anybody else got any kind of physical problems in your body? Hallelujah. Arthritis. Maybe you live with it a long time. You're so used to it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Anybody else? Hallelujah to Jesus. Well, thank God for healing. Amen? How many believe that people will be healed this morning? How many believe that God honors His Word? How many believe God performs His Word? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Maybe my wife could come up here and help me pray for these people. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What's wrong with you, Lisa? You have a cold. Oh, I feel for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Right now, in Jesus Christ's name, we curse this sickness in your body. What's wrong with you? In your what? In my mouth. Okay. Okay. Well, you ready for it to go? Okay. Father, we lay our hands on our sister right now in Jesus Christ's name. And we curse this sickness in her mouth right now. I command this infection to wither and die. I curse the spirit life of this sickness. Go from her body right now in Jesus' name. That's it right there. That's your healing. What's wrong with you? Okay. Praise God. Me and my wife could just lay her hands. In Jesus Christ's name, I curse this thing. In Jesus' name, I curse the spirit life of it right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you to wither and die in Jesus' name. What's wrong with you? Joints sore? Feel like in your body like this? Okay. Right now, Father, we lay our hands on our sister. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we speak to these joints. Joints, be healed in Jesus' name. Every joint right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We speak life to these joints right now. Satan, I cut off right now in Jesus' name any cords of attachments that you have right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to her life. And I speak healing to these joints right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, be healed right now. In the name of Jesus. What's wrong with you? Can somebody hold your baby? Just, just have have him hold your baby. Have you ever had, you ever had your arms grown out or anything? Okay. Say, say, Geneva, would you come here, and just, uh, ha excuse me, work work on her arms there. She has a pain in the back of her neck. What's wrong with you? You're missing a vertebrae. Okay. Well, you believe God can a miracle. You need a miracle. Is what you need. Praise God. Father, we lay our hands on our sister right now. We thank you, Father, that you are the miracle worker. Hallelujah. Father, we agree right now for a miracle in her neck, in her vertebrae. In Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. That which was is not there. Father, we pray that you will create right now. In the name of Jesus. There it comes right there. Lower back pain. Can somebody take your child? See, I need a man up here. Who can who who knows about uh, who knows about growing out legs? Is anybody? One of you guys that knows. Okay, why don't you come up here, Gaylord? Yeah, Gaylor, we, we prayed for him one time. He had back problems. We grew out his legs and his back problem left. Let him do that to you, his sister. Was that right? Okay, praise God. Let's just read. Father, we pray right now for our sister. And we take authority right now over this abscess tooth. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we curse this thing right now in Jesus' name. We command it to wither Dry, die, cease being right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Be healed, tooth, in Jesus Christ's name. We agree right now that it's done. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, I missed a couple. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Sorry, I started here. What's wrong with you? Three things. Just a pain in the left side for like three, four months. Coming and going and just... Even at night when I'm sleeping, and the devil's been coming against my arms to keep me from playing the piano. Just coming against him, you know, pain and pain. And I noticed kind of a growth thing on the top of my mouth, so, and I'm scared of sickness. Okay. Father, we pray right now for our sister. We lay our hands on her right now. We take authority over infirmity, sickness in her body right now. We speak to this growth in her mouth right now. You growth in Jesus' name, we curse you. We command you to dry up, die, cease being. I speak to you right now. Dry up, die, and cease being in Jesus' name. We speak to this pain in your stomach, into these arms right now. Jesus Christ's name, be healed. Be healed, stomach, pain go. Be healed, arms, be healed now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. By the stripes of Jesus, be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. What's wrong with you? I want healing from whatever's making me cold. Okay. Father, we just lay our hands on our sister right now. And Father, we don't know what it is, but you do. And Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus. Whatever chemical imbalance that there is there right now in Jesus' name, be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did we get everybody? Okay. Trish, come here. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What's wrong, sister? Oh, your thumb. You need a miracle, don't you? Here. Let's put your hands together like that. Praise God. Father, we just thank you right now in Jesus' name that you are the healer, that you are the miracle worker. And in Jesus Christ's name, we speak right now to this thumb. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father, that you are the restorer. Hallelujah. That you are the restorer. Hallelujah. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we speak to this thumb right now. Command this thing to grow out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We speak to this thumb right now. We command it to grow out Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 
We thank you for it right now. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you for your miracle working power. Hallelujah. We thank you that you are the miracle worker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We agree right now for a miracle in this little girl's thumb right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, the Lord is good, isn't he? Hallelujah. Well, how many believe in a healing Jesus? He is the healer. Everybody say that. Jesus is the healer. Hallelujah. Praise God. How I many that's exciting, isn't it? Hallelujah. Well, what, what's, what's we're going to sing? You got a song we can sing? Okay, let's sing that one. That's good. Okay. I be defeated. No. Then <coughs> loose Satan's pit. Jesus won the battle and he gave. Defeated, no, I'm saved, I'm, I'm free, yes. Cannot be defeated, no, and I will not quit. Redeemed by the blood of Jesus, I've been loose from Satan's grip. Jesus fought and he won the battle and he gave it all to me. Cannot be defeated, no, I'm saved, healed, I'm free. Let's say it again. I cannot be defeated, no, and I will not quit. <clears throat> Redeemed by the blood of Jesus, get loose from Satan's grip. Jesus fought and he won the battle and he gave all to me. I cannot be defeated, no. Yes, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah to Jesus. <clears throat> well, praise God. How many glad you came to church this morning? Got to keep checking. I got a couple of announcements here before you go. And then we'll sing that song as they go, so don't go away. Uh, first of all, that... There's a prayer reserves group meeting in Henning this Monday night, every Monday night, 8 p.m., at the home of Dan and Sandy Volkman. Why don't you raise your hand, Dan, Sandy, right there? If you want to know how to get there, if you're from that area, you're sure welcome to come, aren't they? <laughs> also, this Tuesday night and Wednesday morning, Sister Cornamone, Grandma Sister Cornamone, <laughs> will be speaking at prayer reserves. <laughs> And so my mom and, and dad have prayed all, all of us out of hell into the kingdom. So you can come and find out how, how she got us all, they got us all prayed out of trouble. And we were in trouble, weren't we, Mom? <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, we were in trouble. We were, we were screwed up. But anyways, so my mother's going to come in. And we just want you all to come. She wants everybody to come, isn't that right? <laughs> my mom reluctantly accepted this <laughs> assignment, but... Uh, so you come and you'll be blessed. I know you will. Amen. And then also there is a clothing exchange here at the church on Friday and Saturday, April 21st and 22nd 
In addition to this exchange, you are invited to send clothes to some missions. Romeo's van will be here this Sunday and next to take missions clothes. So when you... <laughs> I haven't read this announcement yet. So when you bring clothes for missions or clothing exchange, please have your boxes or bags marked, marked as such. Wednesday, April 19th will be the deadline for bringing clothes to the church for the clothing exchange. Please bring clothes that are in good condition and wearable. Thank you. Did you guys all understand that? Good, because you'll have to explain it to me later. And then one last announcement is that there's a softball meeting uh, after church in the house. And all the people that are interested in playing softball, please go to the house after the church service here. Okay, I guess they're getting a league together. Is that right? Is that right? Do you know or you don't know? A team? Okay, team, good. Praise God. Well, we'll handle you physically, spiritually, and emotionally. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. Let's sing that song one more time. Uh, am I forgetting anything? Can you think of anything? Let's sing that song then this morning as we go, and, and, uh, and then you're dismissed. Praise God.